Well, good morning and welcome again to another podcast, Down to Earth but Heavenly Minded. I'm your host, Irv Rish, and uh, well, you know, we completed uh, a whole series uh, of messages on uh, the principles of spiritual growth uh, by Miles Stanford and uh, getting ready to start something else, and I discovered another gem that I had back in my archives, uh, and it was uh, an old, old writings uh, by Andrew Murray, and uh, I've always liked Andrew Murray's writings also. It was called The Inner Chamber and the Inner Life, but then I ran across something else I'd like to share with you before I get into that series, and uh, This, uh, what I'd like to share with you today, is uh, basically a hidden message, or what's in a name, I kind of put that on there, uh, and uh, it's really uh, the gospel in Genesis, uh, and how wonderful God's word is, and it was by uh, uh, Chuck Missler, uh, and I found it online. And we frequently use familiar terms like gospel or good news. You know, when we come to the scripture, and really gospel does mean good news. Uh, Where is the first place it appears in the Bible? The answer may surprise you. It really may. Well, let me just uh, move to the next one. An integrated message. And a lot of times we find integrated messages in the Word of God. You know, the greatest discovery is that the Bible is a a message system. It is not simply 66 books penned by 40 authors over, you know, thousands of years. You know, the Bible is an integrated whole which bears evidence of supernatural engineering in every detail. You know, the Word of God can could not possibly have been just put together by man without some uh, divine intervention. The Jewish rabbis have uh, uh, quilled ways, of, uh, queer ways of expressing this very idea. They say that there will they will not understand the Scriptures until the Messiah comes. But, when it com- when he comes, he will not only interpret each of the passages for us, he will interpret the very words. Uh, he will even interpret the very letters themselves. In fact, he will even interpret the spaces between the letters. You know, the first time I heard this, I, I simply dismissed this as a colorful exaggeration until I read Matthew. Five verses 17 through 14, and let's take a look at those. Uh, this is the that scripture I was talking about. This is not that I have come to destroy the Torah or the law and the prophets. I have not come to destroy, but to fulfill. For verily or truly, I say to you, till heaven and earth pass one uh, jot or tittle uh, shall in no wise pass from the law till it be fulfilled. You know, when it 
talks about the jot and tittle, it's like the Hebrew equivalency of uh, dotting our I's and crossing our T's. Uh, kind of a uh, n- unique way of saying it. I'll give you an example. Uh, a remarkable example of this would be a glimpse at Genesis 5, where we have the genealogy of Adam through Noah. This is one of those chapters which we often tend to skim over quickly as we pass through Genesis. It's simply a genealogy from Adam to Noah. But God always rewards the diligent student. Let's examine this chapter more closely. Uh, In our Bibles, we read the Hebrew names. Uh, What do they mean? Uh, What do these names mean in English? You know, sometimes we really got to do some digging to find that out. Well, uh, in the original study, uh, we have to dig down into the roots, the root words, uh, to try to find the meaning. The meaning of proper names can be difficultly pursued uh, because they directly translate is often not really available. In other words, we can't just look at a name and say, oh, that name means this or that, without doing some real digging. Uh, Even uh, a conventional uh, Hebrew uh, lexicon can prove disappointing. A study of the original root often can yield some uh, fantastic insights. You know, a carved me study aids uh, such as, uh, you know, uh, a convenient lexicon can prove rather uh, superficial when dealing with proper names. Furthermore, uh, views concerning the meaning of the original root are sometimes free of controversy uh, in various readings. Well, let's take an example. Yeah, let's move right along here. We take the example of the flood. Uh, excuse me one minute. I got, I've got allergies here that I'm dealing with today. Maybe a little drink of coffee would help. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my coffee's still nice and hot yet. Okay, the meaning of a proper name is really difficult, so we'll use this example. The flood. Uh, the flood's judgment, put it that way. You know, Methuselah came from, and, and this is the word, Muth, M-U-T-H, uh, a root that means death. That's what it means. And uh, uh, Shaluzalah, which means to bring or set forth. The name Methuselah means his debt shall bring. That's really what it means. And uh, Methuselah's father was given a prophecy of the coming great flood and was um, apparently told that as long as his son was alive, 
the judgment of the flood would be withheld. But as soon as his death, the flood would be brought or sent forth. And that's kind of where his, what his name means. In, in the Hebrew, uh, people name their children uh, uh, with meanings behind it. Can you imagine raising a kid like that? Every time the boy caught a cold, the entire neighborhood must have panicked. I, th- I thought it was kind of funny. Uh, but you know, the truth of the matter is uh, there is something in the name. And indeed, the years that Methuselah died, the flood did come. And the interesting, uh, you know, it really is interesting that Methuselah's life, uh, in effect, was a symbol of God's mercy and for uh, stalling the coming judgment of the flood. Therefore, it is fitting that his lifetime, and I remember my mother using this, uh, that uh, it's fitting that his lifetime is the oldest in the Bible, speaking of the extensiveness of God's mercy. Methuselah lived longer than anybody else. Well, we now come to other names. There are other names in the Bible. And these are the names that I'd like to look at. Adam, Seth, Enoch, Kenan, Mahalana, uh, Jared, Enoch, uh, Methuselah, uh, Lamech, and Noah. And these are all interesting names. You know, if there is such a significance in Methuselah's name, let's examine the other names to see what they may lie behind them. Well, Adam, Adam's name means man. As the first man, that seems straightforward enough. Now, Seth, Adam's son, was named Seth, which means appointed. Eve said this, for God has appointed me another seed instead of Abel, who came slow. Kind of interesting. Okay, now Enosh. Seth's son was called Enosh, which means moral. Uh, uh, Moral failure or miserable. (laughs) I'd like you to name your kid that, miserable. It is from the root, uh, Anish, to be incurable, used uh, of a wound, grief, uh, woe, sickness, or weakness. Uh, It was in the days of Enosh that men began to defile the name of the living God. Now, Kenan, uh, Enosh's son was named Kenan, which uh, can mean sorrow, deranged, or uh, algae. You know, the, uh, the, the precious notion of someone uh, elusive, some study aids uh, unfortunately presume that Kenan is symbolic of the Canaanite. 
well, Baal, uh, looking down from the heights of Moab, I used the punt upon the name of the the, uh, Canaanites uh, when he prophesied their destruction. Now, that's kind of interesting. We have no real idea as to why these names are chosen for their children. Often, they may be reference to circumstances at birth or so on. Of course, Mahalana, uh, Kenan's son, was Mahalana for Mahala, which means blessed or praised in El, E-L, the name uh, for God. Thus, Melala, Mahalana, means the blessed God. Often Hebrews names include the E-L and the name of God, El. Uh, and like Daniel, uh, God is my judge, etc. And then we come to Jared. Jared is Mahalanah's son, was named Jared. Jared from the very Yanada, uh, meaning shall come down. And then uh, Enot, uh, uh, Jared's son, was named Enot, which means teaching or uh, commencement. He was the first of four generations of preachers. In fact, the earliest record prophesies that Enoch was amazingly enough dealt with the second coming of Christ, although it is quoted in the book of Jude in the New Testament. Enoch also, the seventh of Adam, prophesies of these sayings, Behold, the Lord cometh. Kind of interesting, isn't it? Well, we have the whole composed list here. Uh, but in, in uh, uh, yeah, I'll think of it in a minute here. In Jude 14 and 15, we read, uh, to exercise judgment upon all and to uh, convince all that they are ungodly among them of all their ungodly deeds which they have ungodly committed and of all that hard speeches which ungodly sinners have spoken against. Jude fourteen fifteen, And then the last one we'll just look at, which was, uh, well, actually, we got a couple more here. Methuselah. Uh, Enoch was the father of Methuselah, who we have already mentioned. Uh, Enoch walked with God after he begot Methuselah. So apparently Enoch received the prophecy of the great flood and was told that as long as his son was alive and judgment uh, of the flood would be withheld, the year Methuselah died, the flood came. Enoch, of course, never died. He was translated, or if you excuse the expression, I'm going to use the word rapture. He was raptured. Uh, And that's exactly what the word means. That's how Methuselah can be older, the oldest man in the Bible, yet he died before his father. 
Never thought about that, have you? Okay, Lamish. Uh, Methuselah's son was named Lamish, a root still evident today in our own English words. Lamish uh, means lament or lamentation, and it's success, uh, suggesting uh, despair. You know, this name is also linked to Lamish in Cain's line, who uh, inadvertently killed his son, uh, Tubal Cain, in a hunting uh, incident. Well, Noah, the last uh, on our list here, uh, is Lamish, of course, is the father of Noah, which is derived from the name Nisham, uh, to bring relief or comfort, as uh, Lamish himself explained in Genesis 5.29. Well, I got on the screen here. I know that uh, those on my uh, audio um, uh, podcast cannot see this, but I got a list of the names, and I'll try to explain how I got them. Uh, Now, let's put it all together. I got the Hebrew on one side in a column, and then the English meaning on the other side. So, like we have Adam, man, Seth, appointed, uh, Enosh, moral, uh, Kenan, sorrow, Mahalalah, the blessed God, Jared, shall come down, Enosh, teacher, uh, Methuselah, his death shall bring, uh, Lamish, uh, the despairing, Noah, rest and comfort. So let's just look at all these names together, and I'll read them in the English. Man, <clears throat> man appointed, moral sorrow. The blessed God shall come down, teaching his death shall bring the despairing rest and comfort. Isn't this something? This is actually uh, what we're talking about here. Man is appointed moral sorrow, but the blessed God shall come down teaching that his death shall bring the the despairing rest. You know, here the gospel is hidden with the genealogy in Genesis. You will never convince me that a group of Jewish rabbis conspired to hide the Christian gospel right here in the genealogy uh, within these uh, various Torahs. You know, this is unbelievable. It really is. I I just, I'm overwhelmed sometimes. Well, let's look at uh, one more thing here. Evidence of design. You know, the implement implementation of the discovery are are more widely spread than is evident at first glance. We find things like this throughout the Bible if we really dig and look. You know, the demonstration that is the earliest chapters of the Bible of Genesis, God has already laid out a plan of redemption uh, for the... Uh, uh, 
prediction of mankind. You know, it is a love story written in blood and a wooden cross, which was erected in Judah almost 2,000 years ago. The Bible is an integration, integrated message system. You know, the, the produce and the supernatural engineering, this, this was not made by man. Every number, every place, every name, every detail, every jot and tittle is there for our learning, our discovery, and our amazement. Truly, our God is an awesome God. You know, it is astonishing to discover how many Bible uh, controversies seem to be evaporated if one simply recognizes the unity and the integrity of these 66 books penned by 40 authors over thousands of years. That's why I tell everybody to pick up their Bibles and read them. You know, and I always tell that at the end of my my podcast. Well, that's where I'm going to end it today. And uh, all I can say is goodbye. Lord bless. Till next time. Bye for now.